if you haven't walked along this corridor, if you're new here this morning, you might have never walked down this corridor. If you um, have been here a few times, if you've walked down this corridor the last couple of weeks, you'll see that there is a smashed window. And um, it happened, I don't know when it happened, but we discovered it three Sundays ago. And then um, Pip wrote some signs that say, don't sit here because we're aware that our kids meet normally in the room next door. Um, and the sense I got in worship is that there's at least one person in this room that feels like that window pane, that feels smashed, that they're still functioning. The window is still there. It's still uh, keeping the outside out and the inside in. The light is still coming through. It's still fully functioning, but it is broken. And I think that God wants to meet with us this morning. Um, that's not in any of my notes. Um, if you are, I was going to say if you're a child, but even as an adult, I love colouring, so there's no shame in that. Um, if you would like to do something with your fingers to concentrate, help you concentrate a bit better, I noticed last week, um, I won't say her name because I don't want to embarrass her, but someone was crocheting while I was talking. I thought, that's brilliant. Like keeping your hands busy, engaging your mind. So there's a variety of things on the table at the front. So um, in a moment, do come. Or come now. Come now. Come now. There's, you can, this is my attempt at um, a headband. I have a very big head, so I can't really ask anyone else to model it because it would just fall down. Um, and if you were in Vineyard Kids last week, I think Nikki stole my idea. And that you might have already made one. But come and make another one. There's paper. There's things. There's also some coloring if you want to color. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tempt you? Um, and you can cut that out. And then if you like doing word searches, if you're a wordy letters person, I can see that there's lots of adults looking keen, but not moving. So um, I'll just leave those there, and I'm going to carry it. Yes! Um, I'm just going to carry on while you help yourself to whatever you'd like to help yourself to. Oh, have you taken the coloured in one, Aya? You can take that one as well if you want. Do you need some coloring pens? Love, love a good activity. So this morning, the global church is celebrating um, its birthday. 2,000 years. Um, a movement of over 2 billion people worldwide celebrating the birth of this revolutionary movement of justice and love that Jesus came and inaugurated um, so it's like everybody in church today is celebrating. So you might have heard this word Pentecost, and you might wonder what it means. Well, actually, uh, Shavot is, or Shavot is the um, Hebrew word for Pentecost, and it's actually a Jewish celebration, a Jewish festival of thanksgiving that was celebrated, um, well, we celebrate it about 50 days after Easter, but it was celebrated um, throughout Jewish history as a thanksgiving for first fruits and for their wheat harvest. Um, so that's why, in a moment, we're going to read about the story of Pentecost. There are people from all over the known world in Jerusalem at that time when the Holy Spirit comes for the first time because they've come to Jerusalem to celebrate Pentecost. And it was at this point that God decided, now is the time. Now is the time for him to give his Holy Spirit to Jesus' first followers and then throughout the whole church. It was the launch of the first church, commissioned to go into all the world to tell everybody about the good news of Jesus. And that is what we celebrate today, this movement of Jesus beginning so a quick question, when, um, 
when a baby is born, when you have a birthday? What, what, what sort of things do happen? I was going to, mm, we don't need to go into too much detail for those who have had babies. Yes, Abby. You have cake. You have cake when there's a celebration, when there's a birthday. Anything else? Anyone? Yes, thank you, Joe. I was like, has anyone had a birthday in the last week? No, has any? Oh, oh, Anna. <gasps> Happy birthday. Oh, and Mike. Did, Anna, did you have good presents? Can you tell me one of your favorite? No pressure, Andrew, no. An Arsenal shirt and lots of nice new pajamas for those of you that didn't hear. Amazing. I'm guessing you support Arsenal, otherwise that's a horrid present. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Mike, did you get any good presents? Great presents. Any, any particular ones you would like to share? A Tilly hat. I don't even know what that is. If you want to find out, go and a Canadian outdoor hat. Oh, wow. <gasps> Love that Tilly hat. There we go. Well, presents. You get presents at a birthday, don't you? And Well, hopefully you do. Um, we've got a birthday coming up in a couple of weeks in our house. Um, Graham and I are frantically working out. What? Who is it? <laughs> it's Nat's birthday in a couple of weeks. Who is it? You ask him what he wants. He did mention a blow-up dinosaur costume. I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, but they are available on Amazon if you're interested I'm sorry I need to stick to my notes otherwise we'll be here all morning presents so it's the church's birthday and it's at this point that the best present is given God gives us himself afresh in the Holy Spirit that is what we celebrate at Pentecost so we're going to have a couple of readings Abby and Jen are you ready So we're going to, the first reading, do you want to put it on there, is from Acts chapter 2. So if you've got a Bible and want to check out that we're not making this up, then feel free to turn to it. It will appear on the screen behind me as well, if you can see. Go for it, just start with me. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a, a violent wind came from heaven and fe- filled the whole house the, where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be t- tongues of fire that s- separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation around heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment. bewilderment. 
because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us can hear our native language? Luke lists all the places they came from. Feel free to look them up. (laughs) We hear all them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed they... And perplexed. And perplexed. And perplexed. They asked one another, what, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Brilliant. Thank you, girls. So this moment when the Holy Spirit comes for the first time is, is kind of signified with fire and wind, flames resting on people's heads. I'm sure it didn't look quite like that, but that, that's your imagery. Um, flames resting on people's heads um, and the wind blowing. Now, I think some of us in this room might thrive with flames suddenly appearing. We have a bit of a fire starter in our house, lights a bonfire, um, but we also have some people in our house who hate fire. So it might be if flames appeared on your heads right now, some people might leg it for the exit. Some people might be really intrigued and want to know what's going on. But it got the attention of the people around. The Holy Spirit was given to Jesus' followers who were meeting in that room. And one of the results of that was that they were all given new languages, fresh tongues to speak in, some um, prayer languages that people couldn't understand, but it was a language between them and God to express what was going on in their hearts. And we call it the gift of tongues. But some of them, clearly, because people heard them speaking in their own tongues, they were given um, what's coined, the the term coined is xenolalia, which is they were given the ability to speak French and Spanish, and they probably didn't. I don't know, people from all over the world. They were given languages that people from where people came from so that they could speak. I was just wondering, I don't think, I don't, I don't know what, what GCC and A-level exams are going on at the moment. Is anyone studying uh, a language and got a language exam coming up after half term? No, okay. If there was, I was going to say, right, we need to pray that they get the gift of xenolalia so that they can go into their exam and by the power of the Holy Spirit, they can just be fluent in whatever language it is they're doing. Um, but the people gathered could hear the disciples. They could hear Peter, who gives uh, the most incredible sermon ever in their own language. What an incredible gift. Now let's read what happens next. Rosie. Acts 2, chapter 2 to 14, no, 14 to 18. Peter addresses the crowd. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says... 
I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Event on my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will, will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Amazing. Thank you, Rosie. Brilliant. Thank you, Rosie. That's great. 3,000 were added to their number that day. Quite a day to be around. So the Holy Spirit was poured out. The flames and the wind had got people's attention. Their focus was on them. And Peter preached a sermon that meant thousands and gave their lives to Jesus. They decided to follow the way, the way of Jesus, to be his disciples, uh, to follow Jesus' example and teachings, and to do what Jesus did. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated our 12th birthdays of church. For those of you that are here, we celebrated, we had cake. It's what you do on a birthday. And we also celebrated by baptizing Anthony. And um, we celebrated because one person had said yes to following Jesus. One person had said, I'm going to surrender my all and I'm going to take this seriously. Imagine the party that would have happened if there had been 3,000 people who'd said yes to Jesus just in one day. We celebrated in Mike and Khadija's garden. I don't think their garden would have been big enough for 3,000 people, would it? Like, we celebrate. We celebrate. And... um. Yeah, so the church is birthed and gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. The best present of all is the Holy Spirit given to each of us. The Holy Spirit empowers us to do what Jesus did. And for those of you that have been around the last few weeks, we've been looking at the Holy Spirit and our series has been called Empowered because because of the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to do things greater than we could ever dream or imagine ourselves. So, a quick audience participation. What did Jesus do? Children and adults in this. What did Jesus do as he walked on the earth? Can anyone shout out any examples? Things that you've read about, things that you've heard about. He calmed the sto- a storm. I think that's spelled correctly. Healed the sick. he did yes I thought that might be the first one that someone shouted out Anna I'm with you Yes, I don't know even who said that. Oh, right at the back, sorry. (laughs) Yes, he enabled the blind to see. Oh, I can't spell made. 
for air. Cast out demons, yes. Fed the multitudes. Oh, I'm not sure I can spell multitudes. Fed the crowds, can I put? Any more? Go for it, Joe. Yes. Okay. That's quite a lot of things, isn't it? He did miraculous things. He calmed the storm. He walked on water. He turned water into wine. Oh, my goodness. I'd love to do all three of those. And it does say somewhere in Scripture that we will do greater things than he did. So watch this space. Um, he healed the sick. He healed the, bleed, uh, the woman with the blood issue. He um, cast out demons. He made the blind see. He raised the dead. He dined with sinners. He ate and he spent his life with people that you wouldn't think religious people would. He, he, in fact, he almost shunned the religious people so that he could spend it with the broken and the lost. He did all these things. I think you, you've got everything on my list. The Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, empowers us here today to do all the things that Jesus did. We are given the same commission to go and do the same as him. And so many times throughout history, I have a cake. This might go horribly wrong. I'm going to try it anyway. I said to Anne earlier, I've tried this three times and it's only worked once. Oh. Am I going to set off a fire alarm? Oh, whoops. If I stand here, is that better? So, a birthday, a birthday cake. You can't have a birthday without a birthday cake. I think that was one of the first things that got said. And after the service, there's lots of cakes, a little bit like this. So please, will you take one or take two and enjoy them? Um, over the last 2,000 years, many people have tried to shut the Holy Spirit up. Many people have tried to shut the church up. And do you know what? It doesn't work. This might not work either. You all know what's trying to happen, don't you? No, not set the smoke alarm off. Do you think it's going to go? Go on it again. <laughs> Never work with children and, dog and animals, they say, and magic candles. Many times over the centuries, people have tried to shut the church up. They've made it illegal to worship Jesus. The people are imprisoned even today around the world for worshiping like we have done this morning. Even a global pandemic where we couldn't meet for, for over a year as a church community and churches couldn't meet. The church, the Holy Spirit could not be stopped. That is something to celebrate. I might just, uh, I might just give this to Graham. <laughs> I think if you put it in water, the packet said. The church cannot be stopped. And we are empowered to be 
that church to be those people. We're invited to heal the sick, to prophesy over, to pe- over people, to cast out demons, to even raise the dead. When people encounter the Holy Spirit, they know it, even if they can't add it all up in their head. We had a situation a couple of weeks ago where we got to pray with a teacher in a school we were in. And she, she asked us what we did. Forgive me if I've told you this story. She asked us what we did. And we said that we led a church. And she just looked at us and she was like, I don't even know what that means. She had absolutely no frame of reference for what it was to be a person of faith. And so we explained a little bit. And as we were finishing this meeting, I asked her if we could pray. She said yes. She didn't know what really that meant or what that looked like. And we just prayed a really simple prayer. And at the end, she was welling up. And she said, I feel really emotional. I feel like I might cry. I said to her, that's the Holy Spirit. That is the presence of God on you and in you. Now, I don't know where her journey will lead and what will happen next. Next time I see her, I'll ask her. Um, But she encountered the Holy Spirit. And she doesn't yet know. She hasn't got a frame of reference to put that in. But she knew she had met, she had, something had happened. Her feelings were engaged. When we encounter the Holy Spirit, yes, our feelings are engaged. But we only meet with him we, so that we are transformed for the sake of our communities, for the sake of our city, our village, our street, wherever it is that you live. We are passionate about saying, come Holy Spirit, so that we are meet with him and our different people so that we can be a blessing to the place that we live. So we say, come Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to do now. We're going to pray. So um, we're going to stand. Why don't you all stand? Um, if you're still coloring, I won't be offended if you want to carry on. And we're just going to ask that he would increase and he would, uh, yeah, do what he wants to do. You might want to close your eyes. You might want to hold out your hands simply as a sign to God that you're saying, fill my hands with your presence. Give me the gift of yourself. We say, come, Holy Spirit. We thank you that we get to celebrate the birth of the church community of believers that pursue you. And we ask